0: You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 19, Your Relationship with Emotions. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday, I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be Lately, I've been doing so much training on emotional intelligence, or EQ. Some of that's by design courses that are requested by organizations I work with, and some of it's really just more organic, that conversations just turn to the impact of our emotions or other people's emotions. And a lot of times the question is, like, what should we do about them? Uh, For example, a consistent risk I hear whenever I'm teaching about difficult conversations is the fear that the other person is going to become emotional. (gasps) Oh my, as if there couldn't be a worse outcome than needing to figure out what to do with someone else's emotions. Or I've also heard several times just in the last couple of weeks that leaders acknowledge um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And they say that with the objective of trying to change it as if that were a bad thing and something to be corrected. Emotions are fascinating to me, probably because I can look back on my life and my career and I see how my lack of insight in this area affected me not being self-aware, not really managing my emotions in a healthy or constructive manner consistently really resulted in a lot of stress for me. And it also resulted in bad decision making, some really poor life choices. And sadly, that had an impact on those around me, both personally and professionally. It's an area that I really wish I would have embraced earlier. If you haven't explored this really important area of leadership, emotional intelligence is basically understanding your emotions, being able to label and differentiate amongst them, as well as those of others around you, and that you use that insight to guide your behavior and action. There are most commonly four different domains of emotional intelligence. Some of it is about us, meaning self-awareness and self-management, and then the other two are really about others. Social awareness, are you dialed into what other people are experiencing, and relationship management, which is the ability to use all of that emotional insight to create trusting and effective relationships. And while many people think this is a relatively new area, it's been studied for a long time. For me, Daniel Goleman and Travis Bradbury have definitely brought it into the mainstream and both have studied the impact of EQ at work and find it as a differentiator that it's correlated to higher performance. And interestingly, people that have high EQ tend to make more money. Pretty intriguing, right? (laughs) But, But there are always exceptions, of course, to any rule. And I remember working with an executive as a coach, and let's call him Pete, who after completing a leadership assessment, he came out as a three out of 100 on a scale that measured personal warmth course, meaning the higher the score, the warmer you were. And he was a three. And this really intrigued me. And because, of course, I knew this, I tried exceptionally hard to engage him. (laughs) I was so focused on trying to connect with him on some level outside of the really transactional nature of our relationship, because we had to partner and create a leadership plan. But I didn't want this to be transactional for him. I wanted it to be transformational for him. Yeah, in a shocking plot twist, this did not occur. And in the time we worked together, it ended up that we just focused on the content of the plan. And after a while, I became pretty detached in the relationship and I became more transactional, just kind of anxious to get the plan done. I accepted that the experience wouldn't be meaningful to him. And I guess not to me either. I could actually feel that shift occurring because leaders' emotions are contagious. Daniel Goldman discovered that phenomenon. Leaders impact the emotions of their team. They own that emotional energy. So when I think of Pete, or I think with those leaders who wear their heart on the sleeve, and who would I rather work with? I'd say, yes, please (laughs) give me your heart and give me your sleeve. Because then at least I'd have a gauge of what's going on with that person or in their heart or in their brain. It'd be more authentic. It's data and insight that many people really just try hard to compartmentalize and to not let it show. So I wonder why not? For the fear of what? And so often that fear starts with our beliefs. Consider the following beliefs about emotions and see which ones resonate with you. Number one, if I lose control of my emotions in front of others, they will think less of me. I should be able to control my emotions If I tell others how I feel, they'll use it against me. Or if I tell others how I feel, they'll think I'm weak. Other people don't feel this way. There must be something wrong with me. Or I should be able to cope with the difficulties on my own without turning to other people for support. If I show signs of weakness, other people will reject me. I'm just stupid for feeling this way. I should just suck it up. Well, according to positive psychology, each of these are false beliefs. And each of those beliefs affect the way we show up at work, how much we engage, how transparent and authentic we are. Those beliefs translate into trying to control our emotions rather than expressing them constructively. And there's a real danger in thinking that emotions are too be controlled rather than being felt and understood. Let's say for an example, if I'm resentful about the way I'm treated by my boss, then if I have a belief that I can't share that, it means I don't share that information with him, but I might still vent to other people or I just pretend to ignore it and compartmentalize it or (laughs) knowing me, I would say something passive aggressive and hope he gets the hint or maybe binge eating Doritos and consuming mass quantities of wine or maybe that's just me. But I would do these things rather than telling my boss how I'm feeling and why, because that would engage in a dialogue to improve the relationship and to create a more meaningful relationship. But if my beliefs get in the way, I don't make that choice. I'm not advocating to just let extreme, especially negative emotions, just fly free with no regard for the impact on others. Rather, being thoughtful about how and when to express and share your emotions with others. I consider this such an important leadership skill. And it takes self-awareness and self-management to choose when and how to communicate emotional experiences in a way that builds trust and maintains credibility while deepening the relationship. So in trying to strengthen our emotional intelligence, which can be strengthened, that's the great news, I think it's important to examine our thoughts and beliefs. So here are some questions for you to consider. About your relationship with emotions. Number one, how would you describe your relationship with your emotions? Do you fear them? Do you compartmentalize them? Are you worried about them appearing on your sleeve (laughs) in, in the form of a heart and that people will know them? They'll be able to read them. Number two, what are your beliefs about expressing your emotions in the workplace and where did those beliefs come from? I know for me, they came from how I was raised and growing up. And in our family, because of culture and because of generations, we didn't learn how to do this. We learned to go away, get over it, and then come back when you felt better <laughs> or when you can compartmentalize your emotions. So number three, what are the consequences to you of continuing to hold on to any false beliefs that you may have? Number four. How might exploring emotional intelligence actually improve your leadership effectiveness? Have you ever examined that and the impact of either your self-awareness, self-management, your social awareness, and your connections with others? And then number five, if it is indeed true that your emotions are contagious, what are you spreading? If you're intrigued by emotional intelligence, which I hope you are, then join us in the next episode because in the next episode, we're going to tackle how to strengthen self-awareness and explore self-management and how those two go hand in hand to help you be a stronger, more confident, and more effective leader. Thanks for joining me as we explore emotional intelligence and your relationship with emotions. I mentioned earlier, I've been doing a lot of courses on emotional intelligence lately and have gotten some great feedback from people about how important this topic is to them and how much it affected them both personally and professionally. Um, Someone mentioned that emotional intelligence can be used by everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a manager, coach, phone operator, or janitor. Everything about this class was a refreshing reminder of how important communication and connection is.